Welcome, Cody. Nice to have you here. It's nice to be here. Um, I'd like to ask you a few questions, if you don't mind. I don't at all. All right. Question number one. Can you share a memorable learning experience that has had a significant impact on you and what made it special? Well, I feel like one of the most memorable learning experiences for me was the switch from when I went from a private school called Metal Ridge to a public school called Thomas Haney Secondary School. The learning experience wasn't exactly one class, but rather the way the schools worked and the way they changed. In Metal Ridge, it was very much a everyday same class, block to block, and to supplement the amount of time you spend in classes, you'd be given a lot of work. But it's meant that every class had a lot of meaningful, you know, lots of work that you do over and over again. Okay. But when I went to uh, Thomas Haney, it had what they called open blocks, which is when you'd still be in the school, but you wouldn't be assigned to a specific classroom. It gave you time to actually do the work and to, if you needed to, seek out the teachers in the classes you were struggling in. It was honestly a great experience there. I really loved it. That sounds like a really cool concept. It's, it's a great system, yeah. All right. It's, hmm. it's quite nice. It's not even like straight into the fire. When you start in like grade nine yeah. to ten, you get like one open block a day and they slowly add more. Oh, okay. So when you're in grade 12, you have like two to f- like free assigned classes per week for each class. So like if I took science, I'd have free blocks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. It really is a good system. Interesting. Um, what do you believe are the most important qualities a teacher should possess to create a positive learning environment? So on the sheet you gave me, I wrote down <laughs> soft authority, which here at CSS, I find something that, for example, in your book that really is, I think a problem is teachers don't exactly have that kind of, I guess, power over students to try to like make them think I should be doing my work. Oh, okay. Um, for example, again, in yearbook, we have one assignment to create the end sheets and the cover. The end sheets is two and a half weeks overdue. Right. The students just aren't doing it. They don't have the drive to. They don't feel like they're going to fail to do it. They don't feel like they need to do it. It's kind of sad. And I do know why it is, though. I find a very common theme here is that extension, extension, extension. It's very hard to impose that feeling of... I'm not going to hurt you guys, but if I need to, I have the power to fail you. It's just not there. There's not much motivation to do things. Yeah. I, I do feel I find myself suffering from that as well sometimes, too. I've, you know, sometimes just went home and taken a nap instead. Yeah, fair enough. I think that balance of letting students have the time they need versus um, putting in hard due dates is it's a balancing act. It really is. and it's Especially so... during this season where everyone is currently <laughs> off for a week or so sick. Oh, yeah. And it's also a matter of, you know, making the classes feel like I have to go to them to learn. Yeah. Again, bringing up THSS, because you don't get a class every day, every week, when you show up to them, it feels like I'm here, I'm going to learn something, and I'm going to apply that to the work yeah. in my open block. And if I need help... I can go see the teachers because they also have a reasonable amount of time to be in their classrooms or what they'd call the uh, great halls, which are basically just big open halls with desks for students to work and teachers to stand in. That's really cool. Um, 
Are there any specific subjects or topics that you feel particularly passionate about? Well, if it wasn't clear enough already, <laughs> school block stru- structure. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> it is really important. I feel it teaches students, for example, to manage their time. Because yeah. if you give them a little bit of free time, it gives them time to learn how to use it instead of, I always need to be somewhere and everything I've assigned is not important because there's just so much of it. I, yeah. It's not important. I'm not going to show up today because I doubt there's going to be anything new taught. I've done that. Yeah. I finished in one of my classes. We had to make a PowerPoint. And I'm quite good with Microsoft programs. So I made it like mm-hmm. a week early. And then I just kind of didn't show up for the next week until it was due to present. Because I was done. Right. And it just felt like I'm going to go there. And then what I'd do is I'd sit there and I'd browse the computer we would work on. Yeah. So why not just take a nap instead? It feels like I get more out of that than going in class and sitting. Yeah. And CSS has something kind of like that. They have the Mm -hmm. flex block for Tuesday and Thursday for some reason. Why didn't they make it a whole week? It's such a good thing. Students only love it. They say it gives me time to do my work. It gives me time to go, you know, try out little parts of other classes Mm -hmm. or I can just go to the library and hang out with my friends I only see at school. But why only Tuesday and Thursday? It's also that it messes up the schedule. Everything's at a different time. And, you know, I moved here in grade 12. So this is my only year here. I'm not used to this schedule. And it's very much trying to get used to everything Mm -hmm. and then graduate as I start to get used to it. It's very funny. (laughs) Yes, I do admit having the alternate schedule every other day that's different does. I can't remember the schedule. It does make it very... Very interesting to navigate. So I completely sympathize with you. And it stacks with one days and two days to classes on alternating days. Oh, right. It's a nightmare. That's a very good point, actually. Hmm. All right. Uh, Can you describe a time when you felt challenged or misunderstood in your educational journey? And how did you overcome it? Well, feeling a bit like a broken record. But again, going from... Metal Ridge, DHSS, and CSS, Thomas Haney felt like a place where I was very much understood in its learning style, you know. Mm-hmm. I was given classes that felt meaningful. I was given work I was also had time to do. It also means I could put more effort into it. My work actually feels accomplished. Like, my work is good to hand in, not my work is ready to hand in. Mm. And another thing nice about having those open blocks was you get to meet other students, and actually, you know, make friends. Right. I was a... And you, you do work with them, too. You can hang out with them if you're both finished all your work. It's very flexible. It's very social. It gets students not only doing their work, but interacting with each other, which I think is a very great place to learn. I felt very alone in Metal Ridge because it was always class, 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 work, work, work. Not class, little bit of socialization, work, back to class, and you finish your work and spend your remaining time with friends. At Thomas Haney, I finished my work. I'd go hang out with my friends. Sometimes we'd work on classes together. It's quite nice. Now it's back to CSS, and it's just first block, second block, lunch. Everybody leaves the school during lunch because there's no chairs. Like, seriously, there's nowhere near enough seating. I just go home and, you know, sit on the couch and watch some TV. Like, there's no reason to stay. Everybody is in their groups. They go find a classroom to sit in. They ask a teacher. Yeah. And then... That's it. Like, the cafeteria has, like, what, 200 seats out of 2,000 students? It's insane. Like, it's wild. I've made almost no friends and met almost no students 
because we're always in a class doing work or learning. That's a really good point. And I think I would almost argue that 75% of the reason students even come to school is for the social aspect. Exactly. So, it's, it's a great motivator to come to school as well as, oh, yeah. I have to do work, but I get to see my friends. Yeah. It's great. Exactly. All right. Um, what are some changes or improvements you'd like to see in the way education is delivered? You'll never guess what I'm going to say. <laughs> Perhaps definitely a bit more flex time for students. Time for them to learn to manage time, yeah. which is a very big skill. I feel like is definitely not treated as important as it is. Just they'll skip from leaving school and no longer having your days organized for you. Mm. Is I feel like a big milestone that a lot of people don't really think about. Yeah. That's actually a really good point. Never. Yeah. And also having more time, like, you know, give students time to finish their work. My poor cousin Lily is always saying, I don't have time. I have work. Mm. I have work. I have work. It's winter break in two days, three days. Yeah. And she's working on a project for your class. I'm like, well, you know, you can just spend tomorrow crunching on. She's like, no, I have biology work. I have science work. And I have an English test. I'm like, what? Yeah. That's insane. One of my classes for Friday, they're hosting a poker tournament as this final send-off. I'm like, why are they still assigning work to you? I yeah. feel so bad. For biology, she has to write a 50-page journal over the course of the semester, like of notes, 50 pages of pure notes. I'm like, that's hellish. Imagine wow. being a student who doesn't, you know, use notes primarily as their source to learn. Right. That would suck. Not only do you have to write the notes, but you're not learning anything from this. It's a time sink taking away from actual learning. Yeah. If you learn from doing assignments more than taking notes, you're fucked. Like, there's nothing. I'm sorry. But you have to spend double the amount of time on half the amount of learning. It's wild. And they just don't have the time to do that. They don't have the time to socialize at school, and then they don't have the time to socialize at home because they're too clogged up with work. And it's a bit sad, and I'm very happy I took very few courses this year. Yeah. <laughs> I have, like, what, three, and they're all pretty easy, and, like, two of them are electives. Yeah. Well, makes for a very nice grade 12 year. Oh, yeah. Um, how do you envision the ideal relationship between teachers and students? What would it look like? Well, I feel like there's a very great... I can pull directly from Thomas Hain here. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there's not an assigned block every day. Right. You have two to three in grade 11 to 12, which is when I was there until grade 11, starting from nine. Sorry. <laughs> Um, and teachers would hang out in their classrooms or their great halls, which align with their subjects, when they weren't teaching a class. Now, this meant that the teacher was free. If you needed extra help, you knew where your teacher would be, and you could go find them and say, hey, I need some help with this man. And they'd always go, sure, that's great. It's my job. It's happy to see that you've come to seek my help. And if they really thought you needed help and you weren't coming, they could also say, come see me in an open block afterwards. Like, they have the option to tell you to, and you have the option to come see them. You can't only see them in this block this time of day. Right. Because, you you know, you're assigned every other block. Uh, for example, yearbook at CSS, we have to take pictures of students in classes, but yearbook is in second block. The problem is we only take pictures, pictures. of classes at second, second block because nobody else except for me has free time to go because I'm taking so few courses this right. year. And it's kind of funny, kind of sad because we always walk around and it's the same classes. So some folders 
for the yearbook pictures are full, and some are just completely empty because nobody has the time or the availability to go out. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> Okay. And I think that's a great relationship. It gets yeah. the student to not dread it, but to be a little bit excited or just it teaches them to go seek help when needed. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I love it. Sounds like a great school. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to add? I would, in fact, like to add that, you know, teaching this teaching style I'm talking about isn't for everybody. No. Some students need the rigid the rigidity of a schedule to keep them going, mm-hmm. to keep them from getting too off course, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's a reason why not every school is the same. Right. And, you know, not every school should be converted to Thomas Haney, not every school should be converted to CSS. Right. It's good to have a nice blend and students can go to the schools where they can actually learn the best. There's no point in in forcing somebody to learn in a way they don't learn well. Yes. (laughs) Preach that one. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Welcome back to the Lit Education Podcast, a show designed to empower student voice to inspire teachers to rethink their practice. Today with me on the unceded ancestral territory, of the Chilquaic, Palalt, and Smath is Cody, a student that shows up to class all on his own accord. In fact, he's not enrolled, has a university class on some days, and when he doesn't, we often find him in class with us, as if he was part of the class, joining in class discussions, and collaborating with students around him. Please listen with an open mind and open heart. Remember, Learners Ignited Together levels the playing field, dismantles the hierarchies of the system, and asks you to listen to the people that school was made for, our students. Let the phase of empathy in this human-centered podcast be heard. Well, my friends, that was Cody, my extra student that has a lot to say about his experiences in three different schools. Here are some of the takeaways from the interview. What if more schools could offer the flexibility that he mentioned for those students that would thrive in that type of environment. Many schools are based on the rigid block or period scheduling system that is dictated by bells and frankly disrupts actual learning, learning, or at least limits it. Are you one of those teachers that assigns 50 pages of notes? Seriously, I'm a note taker, but to have to do that many notes for one class is absurd and is more focused on the memorization of facts than the application of them. And lastly, are you incorporating the concept of soft authority? I loved this. It keeps in mind the notion that students need structure that includes deadlines, good good work ethic, as well as a role model that leads by example. Ideally, this would remove the need, quote unquote, to coerce students into doing the work for sticks and carrots. And on that note, that's a wrap for this year. I hope that you will continue to listen in the new year to catch the rest of my amazing scholars. They just completed some on-point presentations on how they might find ways to innovate the education system to meet the evolving needs of society. Bang on, they were amazing, so enjoyable. And the best part, they gave every single person that did their presentation a standing ovation. Screams, hollers, it was great. They are great motivators for each other. Well, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and I wish you the best to year 2024.